Welcome to What's the Story, Pekin, a podcast where we share stories about what's happening in Pekin as told by their authors. These are the people who are at the center of many local events. They are in the know and here to share their story, their role in it, and the possibilities of things to come. I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and welcome to today's show. Well, today our guest is really our first returning guest uh, with What's the Story, Pekin. Amy McCoy, the executive director of uh, Pekin Chamber of Commerce, is here to tell us a little bit about some of the things that are happening as it's probably their busiest time of the year, as well as, of course, things that are happening on the uh, business development front. So, Amy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Sure. Great. Well, this will air the week before the Marigold Festival and, of course, the week after. And I, I know a lot of people realize it is a passionate undertaking of countless volunteers, but it needs to be coordinated by, you know, a central authority. And that has always been, you know, the Pekin Area Chamber of Commerce since the very beginning. And uh, I know your office is busy, so let us tell us a little bit about everything that goes into from the administrative side pulling this great festival off. Sure. Well, Gary, as you know, the Marigold Festival Committee meets year-round. We have about Mm -hmm. 20 volunteers that are um, extremely dedicated and and meet each month and um, plan, you know, starting in October, we'll be planning for 2023. Mm -hmm. And so um, that group of individuals is just truly a dedicated, great group of people. And we we definitely could not have a festival without them. Um, Our office is is simply the... um, the ringleader, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> we um, you know we keep track of the dollars and cents and make sure that folks are staying within their budget. Um, we you know make sure that safety of our committee and our citizens um, is you know kept at the forefront of everyone's mind. And really, we just encourage and and um, assist wherever we can that wonderful committee and all the sure. great work that they're doing. Well. I know your office has always fielded lots of phone calls and inquiries. So what is typically one of or a few of the most uh, topics that you hear people call about? Um, I would say most often uh, folks are asking about art in the park. There are a lot of folks that are interested in being vendors, um, setting up their tent and selling their wares, their homemade crafts or um, projects that they're making at home. Um, and so we, we do field a lot of questions in that area. We, um, the carnival is a big attraction for some mm-hmm. of our community. And so we, um, we have that as well. My favorite part of the festival is festive foods. And so of course, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think something that a lot of people don't know maybe is that festive foods, um, all of those vendors are nonprofit organizations doing good work in our community. Right. And I think that's something that makes our festival unique. And um, we're definitely proud of that. We want to continue that. And so we do get some questions about that as well. But it's just, it's a pleasure to be able to work with all of those organizations um, in the community spotlight area where those are nonprofit organizations as well, but in the festive foods. Well, I've I've always admired the structure uh, because it is very much, you know, volunteer driven. And uh, you could have a situation where you have one central management or oversight that maybe stifle the creativity and the enthusiasm that come with those from those volunteers and a thing i've admired about festive foods of which pecan rotary was the very first i'm sorry i had to go there of course but um 
you know, to, to really do everything and provide all the resources for them to be successful and uh, make sure there's really not a real competitive environment. Uh, I've always admired the fact that the chamber uh, will, will look at the goods or the items that are being provided. You always have one exclusive uh, item to provide. And after that, you know, you can't limit one type of drink product or whatever, but at least it's provided that exclusivity for someone so you're not trying to compete and have price issues and all that. So that, that's been something that's been a real neat approach the chamber uses, and you've never uh, strayed from that. And I, I, I really think that's what makes it very special and it gives you a lot of happy festive food vendors because they just know, hey, give us our spot, whatever resources we need and get out of our way and for years you know the, the chamber always had somebody there uh the committee had somebody there that was always assisting the vendors and providing product or restocking and that type of thing so it uh, really made it a smooth operation and just seems to get better all the time absolutely so that, that committee does a great job. Um, the festive food folks are are busy the entire weekend oh, yeah. long. You know, some yeah. of the events come and go throughout the weekend, um, but those folks are busy from sunup to sundown sure. each day. About how many of the vendors are in the park vendors re-up that weekend? Because I know there is a dedicated tent that is there for people to reapply in advance for the next year instead of waiting until the spring or whatever. Right. We have about 220 vendors mm-hmm. um, in, in, you know, 250 booth spaces approximately. Yeah. So um, I would say about um, 75% renew for the next year mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon. So. Yeah. And people don't realize the, you know, when you see all those booths there, there is an order to it. And in trying to set that up and you can't wait until the day before, but you can't do it too much in advance because of weather and other things. And uh, I was a part of that and it was just really pretty inspiring to see how it all comes together but it takes you know those captains and those groups to make sure that everybody is in the right place plus as the park has changed with trees getting larger branches getting longer you know that you've had to readjust and and modify and to have those captains in place to say now we're going to move this booth over a few feet this way to accommodate that it's just a an, an engineering feat that's a wonder to behold. It is. It's something that um, we definitely keep our eye on. And as we you know go through the next few years with road construction along Court mm-hmm. Street and with some um, construction within the park itself, um, I think our art in the park will look a little bit different in the next yeah. few years. But we'll, we'll make I, it work. Oh yeah, I have, I have no doubt that you will. Um, you also have a large role in Fourth of July. And for our listeners, why don't you share a little bit about that? Sure. It's the Chamber's pleasure to host those two large community events, the Peak and Marigold Festival and the, the Honor America Celebration. Um, so one thing that I didn't mention with Marigold Festival is we do secure um, all of the sponsorship dollars necessary to make the festival happen. And so that's just a great opportunity for our community businesses to be engaged in the community, mm-hmm. um, contributing dollars towards those major community events. Um, and, and honestly, the sponsorship levels, you know, are, are a wide range. We can, you know, sponsor just with a hundred dollars and so it really every business has the opportunity to be involved and be engaged a lot of times we'll have businesses um, bring out their employees that they want to volunteer as a group um, mm-hmm. and come and show up at the either the festival or the fourth of july celebration so um, as the chamber director we, we want businesses to be engaged in their community we want them to be um, a, a you know a healthy part of the quality of life in our city and so it's exciting to see those businesses not only contribute their dollars but come on out and help us uh, participate as well yeah well you know they do a a great job uh, and uh, again I can't compliment you enough so and 4th of July is just one of those things that 
people show up and enjoy and, and have to realize the work that yeah. work that goes into it. The businesses truly make that event possible. Sure. Um, you know, we, we collect the dollars to purchase the fireworks. Um, we have a great volunteer fireworks shooter group, I guess that's mm-hmm. what they're called. Sure. Um, but they're, all, they're just some fantastic community people that do that at no charge. I feed them a, an after party meal, but great. essentially they're doing it for free. Yeah. So yeah. we're very appreciative of they're, them as well. They're passionate people that like to mess with fireworks. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's almost it's like they're, the more dangerous it might be, the more appealing it is to them. Something that should also be uh, mentioned um, is, and, and maybe a lot of people don't realize this, that uh, when the festival is over and because of the fees and, and other things that are involved in participating, you know, the goal of the committee and therefore the chamber is hopefully there is more revenue than there is expenses. And then when that happens, there is a percentage of that that is gifted to the park district in appreciation of being able to use that that venue. And the park has historically, I say this as a, a park commissioner and a former Miracle committee member, it was always being done in a way that would mutually benefit both groups. So if it was something the park used, it would also be something or they obtained and put into place it would be done so that over Marigold weekend, it would have an added benefit for the Marigold Festival. So that's a, a, a neat thing and, again, an admirable trait. So yeah. thank you for that. The park is a, a great partner of the Chamber, sure. and we, we enjoy working together yeah, with great. them. Looking forward to a great weekend. Yeah. Um, your other, of course, hat, and maybe, the, the, of course, the larger hat you wear all the time <laughs> is constantly looking at business development and, and economic opportunity for uh, retail, big and small. Uh, what are some of the updates or things you can share with us? Um, well, just this summer, we've had um, I've had three ribbon cuttings in the past Great. month or so. So it's it's exciting when we can welcome a new business to our community. So um, I think when I was here last, we mentioned Asher's was mm-hmm. coming to town. So Asher's Bar and Grill has now opened. Um, they've been extremely busy. I go, I drive by and there's a line standing outside or folks sure. standing outside so waiting to too. get in. So, yeah. um, you know, I think I'm sure that they've had growing pains as does any mm-hmm. um, new business, but um, it's great to have them downtown. I think they're spaced beautifully with some of the other restaurants downtown. And, you know, when you bring in a new restaurant to that area, it really helps everyone. So sure. um, that's exciting. We're happy to have them. They are excited about being a part of our community and being engaged and hosting events and activities mm-hmm. there as well. So um, we're excited about that. Um, we also opened a salon downtown Pekin, a cosmetology salon opened just last Thursday. Great. And um, a yoga studio over mm. on uh, Valley Vista opened, Anna Prana um, Yoga. And right. so she's doing some sound therapy and yoga in that studio. So brand new business to Pekin. Um, so is, is it Sunset Plaza? It or? is just across the street. So kind of okay. on the Charlie's Aquarium side. Okay. That, that yeah. side of um, yeah near where kind of cable vision used to be in that yes, area. exactly okay. in gotcha. the cable vision um office yes oh, oh great yeah yeah great. um so super excited we did we did those we did that uh, yoga studio and the cosmetology um uh, studio all in the same week so that was a, a fun mm. week last week to be able to open both of those um so young entrepreneurs bringing their business to our community so that's exciting good yeah and of course i think a lot of people are aware but when they drive by and see the construction at the uh, where the old was at Hardy's at the corner of uh, Parkway and Court Street, they see something happening. You want to tell us a little more about that? Everybody's excited about Panda Express. Mm-hmm. 
sure. it's all the rage right now so yeah we're excited we're happy to have them um and it looks like it's moving along very nicely um i haven't had personal contact with them yet but um certainly we'll be excited to welcome them once they're able to open their doors is there a projected opening date at some point in time i don't have that information um mm-hmm. but coming soon yeah probably soon. weather related on the construction side. i would guess so i would guess yes we also have um titan fitness going mm-hmm. in uh, uh, their building is under construction out at um, near the dome okay um or the former dome right um and we have um what else do we have we have uh, a new dollar general going right. into the family, uh, video. family video right. yeah you see that going in in different communities and sure. dollar generals going into those family video stores that have closed so well you brought up the dome so and you hear rumors all the time is there anything that you can share i mean based on authority of what's going to happen or not going to happen or just fingers crossed or? i don't have any authority on that um i certainly do have my fingers crossed though sure. it's a valuable um piece of our community a valuable um, experience for folks as they come into town it brings folks into town mm-hmm. um, and so yes definitely want to sure. see that back but are they still sponsoring tournaments and things with the, the they are hosting diamonds? outdoors of outdoor events okay. yes um, and also they have their indoor meeting space that um, they're using sure. as well so sure. yes they're they're hosting events and activities there and we just hope that they can sure. you know get back going well, speaking of, you mentioned young entrepreneurs. Uh, what do you see as kind of the trend or the challenges that confront smaller towns like ours that, uh, you know, now dominated by big box stores, in our case, more of the dollar stores, um, but yet you have those pockets of, of, of individuals that really have decided they have that entrepreneurial flair and want to attempt to open their own business. Is there something that draws them uh, or some kind of strategy to do so? One of the um, one of the projects of the chamber this fall is just to start meeting with entrepreneurs and just really talking through just that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they looking for? What types of businesses are they interested in? Um, our downtown networking group, um, kind of formerly the Main Street organization, right is really really active right now Um, they're very interested in revitalizing some of the buildings downtown and i think that kind of goes hand in hand with knowing that the county has some big projects happening um, downtown as well and so um, that downtown networking group is really supportive and just excited to bring businesses into those buildings i think the biggest um, issue at this point is just the condition of some of those buildings Mm -hmm. and so what you know what costs um a, a young entrepreneur would have to tackle to get into some of those old buildings they, they need some work um if there's you know we would love to see residential um upper story sure. residential downtown but that's going to require some some sprinkler systems and those sorts of things and all of those things cost money so i think i think the current condition of some of those buildings and the dollars necessary are the biggest inhibitor right now um, and we would love to find some ways to to navigate through that and assist them in that process. Sure. Well, I've, I've some research I've done in, in being involved in Main Street in the past too. I recall some of this, um, but you, you, your group sounds like it's going in the direction of the things I've I've read. In that you have an organized and dedicated group towards a common effort, uh, not a real competitive environment. Uh, signage that directs people to downtown signage to the point where it even says uh, let people who drive by know you're open or closed i used to run into that sometime where i'd go to a business 
struggled to find a downtown parking space, and then they weren't open. And uh, it'd been nice to drive by and either see that they weren't or, or were. Sure. Um, and, and then at the same time, just doing those type of things that uh, create a downtown atmosphere or environment, a website that's dedicated to bringing people down to you know, this collection of businesses rather than a website for this one or that one, which you would expect, but to have them all speak towards come to downtown peak and there's something happening. So uh, good luck to them. Congratulations of getting this group together and yeah. going towards that. Anything else happening on the, the chamber front you want to share? Oh my goodness, so many things. <laughs> in October, we always celebrate our um, businesses. We have a business and community recognition luncheon. So businesses that are celebrating milestones or um, just great successes mm -hmm. over the last year. Um, this is an, uh, just a luncheon, an opportunity to um, celebrate that. So that's our October event. Um, we're gonna be pulling together um, all of the nonprofit organizations in the fall and doing some education with them, um, doing a little bit of a needs assessment just to kind of see um, what do those organizations need and what can the business community assist, um, in what ways could we collaborate and work together and just you know try to help each other make our community a better place Good. to live and work and play. Good. I think that education is important. Absolutely. And especially too, and if you're talking about entrepreneurs or those that want to start their own business, they need kind of a, some how-to instruction or assistance, although I'm sure they've pursued some of that on their own to have, especially an organization that has a storied history, to, to share some ideas with them or give them some, some references would be helpful. Yes. So uh, holiday season, special plans? Holiday season um, with the Tourism um, Committee, the City of Pekin Tourism Committee, we host Christmas on mm -hmm. Court. Um, it's held the first Friday in December, and so that's always a fun event. So you can expect some fun, um, beautiful scenery and activities downtown Good. Pekin on Good. that Friday evening. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's kind of an old tradition back in the day in the, in the 50s and 60s when you know downtown was the place to be. So it's, it's great to always bring some of those things back. So very exactly. good. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Sounds like things are going well, um, and uh, I know we're going to have a great marigold festival uh and a great great outcome and a lot of fun the weather forecast looking long term looks pretty good so looking forward to that i hope you're right so, so. <laughs> thank you sure. there's just there truly is a lot um, of great stuff happening in Pekin, and um, the more positive and the more um, folks we can get working together driving towards that positive well, the better good well title of this is what's the story Pekin?" and i guess the story is optimism Absolutely. and opportunity going forward so Thank you to you for all you do, um, and thank the, the Marigold Committee, which I'll, I'll do when I see them over that, that weekend. And I know um, I speak for the whole community when we uh, let them know that we appreciate their efforts and their, their tireless determination to put on a good show, and I know it will be. So thanks. Thank you.